Hi, this is Billy D. If you enjoy this podcast, please like and subscribe. Let's grow NAI basketball. Thank you. Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoopstock, Billy D. I got uh, Scott Moore. He's head men's basketball coach at uh, Grace College Lancers. Uh, thank you, Scott, for being on the show today. Thanks, Billy. Always love love talking hoops with you, man. So there's a rumor that uh, Jordan Widener's in the neighborhood there. So if I got something bad to say about him, to, this is the chance. Well, I'm surprised you want to talk to me. Usually people just <laughs> want to talk to me anyway. So uh, if you want to switch me out here anytime, just let me know. Uh, no, you ain't getting off that easy. You know, you've, this is the, you're going into the fifth year. You know, five years ago, Coach Kessler kind of handed you the keys. Uh, big responsibility to all the stakeholders, you know, people there in Winona Lake all the alumni, the students, the administration. I mean, huge responsibility to take over a successful program. Could you just talk about, you know, the state of great Grace Lancer basketball and where you see it right now and what are your goals over the next few years? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Coach Widener and I have had a had a, a plan here since day one. We kind of sat down and and we put on a piece of paper like, hey, what do we want this to look like? And how do we want to go about our, our business? And, and you know, when, when we get done um, with the day, what what do we want to walk walk into and walk home to and just say, hey, this is, this is something we're proud about? And I think it's good. I think the locker room right now um, is – is especially uh, we, we couldn't have dreamed about it being this good. I mean, you talk about it all the time, like you want to set a culture, you know, you want to make that, that, that word gets thrown around quite a bit, but um, I've been extremely proud just of the guys we brought in, the guys who have stayed, you know, in a, in a, in a time of, I'm just going to leave and, and switch schools and the transfer portal's crazy. Um, we just haven't had to deal with that too much. And I, I think that, that's probably a testament just to my assistance and just the program itself and just guys want to be a part of something a little bit bigger than themselves. So yeah, you know, five years into this, obviously still trying to get better. Um, you know, we haven't won that last game. That's, that's always a goal of ours is to, to hang a national championship banner. We've, uh, we've gotten better in the league and the league's always tough and, you know, we've been able to win the league tournament two years in a row now. So that's always a challenge and something we're proud of. But again, our, our goals are still to continue and get better and, and try to hang that banner if we can, man. That final game of the crossroads last year, you know, that instant classic with uh, Huntington, uh, well, that's probably a game you'll never forget that, you know, you were, I, I, everybody had money down that you and you and Indiana Wesleyan were going to tie. Uh, and I don't remember Indiana Wesleyan lost a game that I think people were surprised, but you had to play Huntington, who was playing very, very good basketball at that time. Uh, that was a big yeah, game. Yeah, Corey's done a good job. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's that's he's another a guy who came in the league about the same time as I do as a head coach, and you know he's taken over for another storied program, and and the Platt family obviously has been really successful there over the last you know twenty plus thirty years. Um, and so he's, he's always done such a good job. Our teams are so different in how we play, but it's been fun the last couple of years, just going up against him and trying to like a chess match, honestly, is, you know, they're going to do a couple of things and we need to adjust. And that game, you know, that game is, we, we pull it up every once in a while. And if you're, if you're a basketball player in the state of Indiana, 
uh, you just show that game. You go, look at this atmosphere, man. This is this is what you want to be a part exactly. of. It's so cool. You just get lost. You get lost looking around, going, okay, look how many people are here invested. Um, this is as good as it gets, man. In small college basketball. Scott, I got up a little bit early this morning. And I was going through some rosters, and I I looked at Huntington. Zach Goodline's on there. Uh, yeah, he's. I don't know how Corey's done it. This is his eighth year in the league now, <laughs> and uh, he keeps getting waivers or something and, and bringing back these these guys. But we're ready for uh, we're ready for Goodline and company to graduate. I'm sure. Yeah, the, uh, that's the that's the tough thing with this COVID years. You look at rosters, and you never know who's coming back until the the new uh the new roster comes out you know speaking of that yeah, have, you get oh go ahead i have my secretary all the time tell me like hey what grade is this kid in how many years does he have left i, I think he probably feels the same way about the twins uh he's probably ready for yeah. those guys to go there too but yeah we got i think we got one more year with this thing and i think it shakes out it shakes out a little bit so you were talking about transfers and you know how the game has gotten you you got to tell the truth elijah i would be stunned if elijah malone's phone didn't ring off the hook in the offseason with his body we we've we've had a few phone calls let's just say that <laughs> uh, the last two years have been fun but um no in, in all reality he's you know he's a special he's a unique player he's a unique player at this level and uh we, we sat him down at the end of this season especially and and said hey you know, my job, our job is is obviously not just to win basketball games. Our job is to do what's best for our kids. And I said, here's kind of the outlook for you. And if if any of our kids, you know, want to leave our program, I'm never gonna right. I'm never gonna stop them. Right. I'm never gonna stop them. And and so he had some opportunities, obviously at the the mid major, and then there are some high majors actually that had come into play. And uh, he had he made the decision he wanted to stay with his guys and stay with the program. So he's going to finish out. He does have an extra year if he wants it. But I think the plan is just for him to graduate and uh, go make some money overseas if he can. He went to the same high school as uh, Cade and Jacob Gibbs. Did they play together in high school? No, Ian, Ian Scott did. Oh, Ian Scott. OK, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yep. sorry. Yep. Ian, Ian and both the twins are from Plainfield down in Indianapolis. And then Elijah's uh, from a small farm school up here in northern Indiana. But Ian played the same time as uh, Cade and Jacob, didn't he? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. So uh, talk. I want to talk to you about this Purdue game. So how in the world did you get a game with the Boilermakers? Aren't they worried they're going to get run off the court? You can make yeah, news here today, and you can predict a win. I don't think uh, I don't think Coach Painter's uh, worried that we're going to run him off the court by any means. But no, it's it's something we've we've tried to have in the works for a while. And you know, the cool thing is is that they're they're even doing this. I think. Yeah. One of the challenges for the Crossroads League teams is we just don't get a lot of opportunity to play Division One teams. Um, just because you know they're talented, and and we're talented across the league with with Division One players. You know, Elijah Malone is a Division One player. The Twins are Division One players. Wadding is Division One player. So it is really cool when the high majors uh, take take an opportunity. I know some of our teams in the league, Marion St. Francis here, have been have played IU in the last couple of years here. So it's really cool. It's it's been something that works for the last couple of years. We obviously have a connection. Caleb First is there from Blackhawk and played with Frankie and Marcus um, with Coach Davidson there. So that was kind of the, the connection we had had. And um, it's going to be fun, man. I think that 
you know, Purdue's going to walk in here as top two, three team in the country. And obviously they have the returning player, the national player of the year. And, you know, we think we're probably going to be around that, that two, three, four range to start the season. And, and we think we have a national player of the year contender as well. And both are big. So it's going to be a lot of fun and, and great scheduling on my part. Cause the next day at six o'clock in the morning, we get a jump on a plane and fly out your direction. Yeah, I was, I was, well, I guess I was surprised about it, but then when you think about it, you know, that Purdue option comes up, you got to take it wherever it sets, right? For sure. And, and a lot of it is the guys will respond how you respond. And it is a tough schedule. Our early, our early schedule is pretty crazy. It's, you know, we play a Friday, Saturday against two really good teams and then go to Mackey and play on Wednesday and fly out Thursday morning. And then we go to Oregon and play two games against two really good teams. And then we turn around, we fly back, and we have a homestand on Wednesday. So I, I was telling the guys – you know, this is as big time as, as it's going to be. This is a this is a high major schedule. Just flying across the country and, Absolutely, and yeah. playing against really good teams. And but that's what we want. You know, we're all we're older now and we're experienced. And and so I think these guys. I think if you ask them what they would rather do, they'd sign up for this ten out of ten times. You know, I'm going to tell the fans there in Winona Lake. Uh, they're going to look at Kentucky Christian. Probably not. Maybe not recognize the name. Uh, but that's real NAI basketball right there. They play in the Appalachian Conference, and uh, well, they can go in anywhere and knock off anybody. If folks don't get out to the Capital Center on the 27th, I mean, you need to load it up for every game. Every that that game is going to be tough, and then uh, you follow it up the next afternoon with uh, Madonna. Man, yeah, we're trying to. I, I think it's neat with the schedule. We're trying to play teams in different regions and different leagues because I think that's important. Yep. When you talk about the Raiders, and it's it's nice for you know a team in the Appalachian to say, hey, we played against Grace, they're they're legit, or we played against Huntington or Wesleyan or Bethel or whatever. Um, those cross those cross matchups are so big when it comes down to the voting process. And you know the Madonna game was a no brainer for me. I think Coach Emmenheiser is one of the best in the country. And that game, you know, that was a battle for us to even advance to Kansas City last year. They, yeah. We played them in the in the second round um, of the NAI National Tournament, and they had some some really good players. And he does a great job every year. And so that one we're looking forward to um, as a kind of a little rematch. I know he is as well. I haven't looked at their roster, but I think I think Henry Spite Henry Spite uh, graduated. He was another Man, guy that so. was around for. Oh, he was so he's so big and strong. Uh, yeah, he was a problem. I I, I had not looked and and seen. I think he was a grad, but I hope he's not there anymore because he gave <laughs> us fits. You know, you were talking a minute ago about you know the coaching and and you know with the guys, it's not all about basketball. You know, and I think that. That's I think most coaches now have, have come around and, and, you know, handle their teams and their uh, their uh, players that way. But uh, Frank, we got to talk about Frank Davidson, a really great basketball player, brought so much to your program, not only basketball, but his leadership and his his uh, his modeling, you know, the citizenship uh, really set the tone for some young guys you had come in. Tell us where he's playing. He's playing in in Europe now, right? Yep. So Frankie, really cool story. We got an opportunity to go to France uh, on a basketball mission trip with our guys this this May after school uh, was over. And we took the, you know, it's not, it wasn't, it was optional. It wasn't mandatory for them to go. And we had 23 people. Uh, our entire program went. My managers went, my coaches went, all of our players went. So we had an opportunity to, to travel around all over 
um, southeastern France and ended up in Paris and played a bunch of games. And the cool thing, it was neat for me to see that's where Frankie's father, Mark, played pretty much his entire professional career was in in the, the country of France. So um, we, we knew that he was obviously going to have an opportunity. He had a great agent and worked with him. Um, he has some dual citizenship opportunities, which made him very, very um, appealing to the French basketball leagues. Oh, okay. And so he ended up he ended up signing with a team that was the last team that his dad played for professionally, which is really cool. Um, northern, kind of the northeastern side of France, but they just kicked off. I think he just finished his second game. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're, they're rocking and rolling. He's doing, doing good. He got married and his wife's over there with him. So just a neat experience. And it's, it's cool to brag on Frank and just, to to talk to our guys and talk to recruits about, you know, look at the opportunities that, that places like this can give you if you want to continue your career. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I'm so happy that he got that opportunity. Uh, really uh, amazing young man. You know, uh, you were ta- you were, when you were talking about the, you know, the five-year update of your school, of your program. You and I talked before we started, I think two years ago, you were in the final 16. I think you lost to College Idaho that year. Last year, you were in the final eight. Man, Jake Omer, do you see him in your in your nightmares at night? You get cold sweats thinking of Jake Omer? Well, I forgot about him until you just brought him up again. <laughs> no, so you, no, you didn't. No, yeah. no, you didn't. You can try that with somebody else. You did not forget him. But you, uh, you I, felt, you, go ahead. I, I give coach Briggs a hard time I was talking to him a couple weeks ago and yeah just it's hard you know I think you know the questions you and I are talking about is you know people don't realize especially now it's just so different when when me and coach Widener were in the league and you know the the tournament was at Branson and although it was it was really special and really difficult obviously to win a national championship now when you can combine the two divisions and you bring in more of these teams and you bring in you know better athletes better basketball players better coaches all across the country it's just just to get to Kansas City in general is so hard to do. And, you know, Georgetown, obviously, is no slouch. They're they're a national powerhouse. And and we, we felt like we played a really good game. I, w- I went back and watched that game and trying to figure out what else could we do. Sometimes just great players make great plays. And Jake Omer just got it going. And, you know, we had an opportunity there at the end. We kind of cut it to three or four and had a turnover late um, on a fast break. But it's just, yeah, man, when you get to that point, it, everybody's good. And so you're going to have yeah. to get a little lucky. You're going to have to stay healthy. Um, you know, I think College Idaho, he'd tell you, like, you know, how, how about their games? They had tons of games where they're up 20, 25, and all of a sudden they're, they're sneaking it out late and winning by one, but I'm sure Coach Blaine will tell you that. Look, it, I don't care if we win by one or win by 21. It's it, we got the banner, so that's all that mattered. Yeah, it's so. I, Seth, you and I talked about that before we started, but I don't think people understand unless you're around the game all the time. I don't think people understand how hard it is to make that final 32, that final 16. When you make the final 16, you're in the you're in the top 95 percentile. And, you know, it could be a one offensive foul or, you know, a three pointer that clanks off uh, that, you know, keeps you from going to the next round. I mean, I've always told people if you get to the if your team gets to the final four, 
that's to me like the equivalent of, of winning a championship because it's so hard to get to that final. And then, you know, anything can happen in those last two games. It's, it's, uh, you're in a tough business coach more. That's a tough business you're in. Tell me about it. It's, uh, it's tough. It's, but again, it's, it's what you make it to is I think the, the best programs in the country are the ones that you obviously want to win the last game. You want to win as many games as you can, but if it's only about basketball, then I think at some point all of us—well, I know this—all of us are going to be disappointed sooner or later. Whether it's disappointed for you know a play, disappointed for a game, disappointed a week, a month, a year, four years—like there has to be something other than just basketball that makes a place special to be at. I think that's the most important thing. Is look, only one team wins their last game, right? Uh, and and that's that's College Idaho right now. So. Uh, it's so hard to do. If if that's all it's about, then sooner or later, it's going to disappoint all of us. So that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to make it more than just hoops. Um, and, and hopefully we're doing that. I think that, you know, obviously it's it's something we want to do. We want to win that last game. We want to get back to Kansas City. We want to win a Crossroads League championship. But there are some other things taking place here. I think that's important. You know, are, are you, uh, you you mentioned a few minutes ago uh, coming out to Oregon, going to Klamath Falls, playing the games at Oregon Tech. Uh, are you excited about the trip? Yeah, we can't wait. I, I think that this is something we've been looking forward to the last couple of years. You know, we made this with an idea of going the, the cross country idea with these powerhouse programs. And, and again, same, same idea where if we can play a couple cascade teams and, you know, when it comes down to the, the ratings and national vote, I think it's important. And the fact that those cascade teams are willing to play, you know, crossroads teams is also just as equally important. So we can't wait. I, you know, it's a trip that I've been, I've been wanting to take for a long time. We, I never went out there with coach Kessler. Um, this will be my first trip to Oregon. So it's, we're going to have a blast. We're going to stay an extra day after the games are over and just to experience, you know, climate falls a little bit. And coach Parnell, obviously one of my favorites and he's been a great job just putting this together. So I also am looking for, I tell the guys they, they don't understand basketball in Indiana is a huge deal and they know that cause that's where they're from. But you know, I told them don't uh, underestimate going out to Oregon tech cause it, it's a big deal out there. And I, I look forward to playing in front of, you know, 2,500 people just, college basketball at its finest so it's going to be a blast yeah it should be a fun weekend i know i'm looking forward to it uh you know uh jim uh you know jim he uh he texted me one day and he says should i should i bring a big coat i said yes i would bring a big coat <laughs> it's like 4300 feet at uh gym level and around uh, the first of november it starts to get pretty cold so but it, yeah, it, it was no heater when we were out there in early november last year it was pretty cold too so look chilly yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to touch on your roster a little bit. You've got, uh, I was teasing you before we started that you had, you had uh, this, this young roster, all these sophomores, juniors, freshmen. Uh, they're getting a little long in the tooth. I have one question. Is Jake Wadding playing as a senior or a junior this season? Jake is the same with Elijah. He's a he's one of our three seniors. So it's just, this is a, you know, Jake had a great, great summer for us and he had it really had a great uh finish to the year had an awesome summer uh when we were playing in france okay and so this is his last year he is again he has an option to take a covid year but um i think this will be his graduation year um but yeah we're gonna lean on jake a lot he's he's obviously kind of a mr do do everything for us um like ian scott is so this is going to be a big season for him and we're gonna lean on him you know i remember uh 
Coach Widener, you probably remember I was sitting there watching you guys practice uh, when I was out in Indiana. And uh, I think right after practice or during practice, anyway, Malone was working out. And you, Scott, you said to me, this is an All-American here. Nobody knew who he was. And uh, you talking about Elijah? Elijah, yeah. And you yeah. said, he's going to be an All-American. And uh, I thought, okay, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, there's people, and again, I, I don't want to get on a soapbox or anything like that, but it's, you know, one of the things that is is somewhat not difficult for, for our basketball team, but we have, we try to make a bunch of superstars. We try to make this as, as deep as possible. And I honestly, a goal of ours is to have as many people in double figures um, as we can. We want to lead the country in that. That's a weird stat, but if we can get six guys sometimes even seven guys in double figures. We just think it plays well to who we are, our, our ability to run and transition, our depth. So if you can stop, you know, Elijah and Wad and one of the twins, well, here we've got three other guys, you know, Carter Stoltzus, and these guys can just, they can all put up points. So, um, but Elijah is, Elijah's a unicorn. He's, he's, you know, he's a high major basketball player. He's, he moves differently. Six ten. You know, he's two hundred eighty pounds now. He lost twenty pounds this summer, just trying to get a little bit more lighter on his feet. And there's no question if if we played a certain style that he would be. I mean, he'd be a twenty five and, and fourteen yeah. rebound guy. But it just I don't ask him to do that. I ask him to play really really hard for twenty four twenty five minutes. You know, we're 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 a little similar to Idaho and how we do. I don't I don't do the card that that Colby does. But again, we got nine guys, ten guys that can play, and right. so we're gonna keep moving guys in and out. And and you know, Ian Scott's another one of those guys where you take Elijah out of the mix. This kid is also, I mean, he's an all American and, yeah. and people are going to see it in his last year, next year, people are going to go, who in the heck is this Scott kid? And it's just, you know, if we cared about individual statistics, then those guys would get more accolades in that reason. But honestly, I think it's why we can win 31 games is because we got a lot of guys that can, that can do that type of stuff. So Elijah's going to be special. He's got a chance to be the national player of the year. There's no doubt in my mind, he'll be one of the, the, you know, one of the top five players in the country. And he's got a chance to, to make a career out of this. If, if, you know, God blesses him. You know, you mentioned Ian Scott, he, uh, for his size, his, his athleticism is just crazy, isn't it? He's tremendous. He's, he, he just does so many things well. Um, and he's going to have a big year. We're going to, again, he's going to have to take another step uh, this year for us to, obviously we lose Frank and uh, we lose Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie was hurt last year. So he was able to play with us. We lose Jalen, but you know, you're always looking for the next guys. And I think it's time for Ian Scott to really take another step um, it's step forward to help us again, reach our ultimate goal. But yeah, both those guys are going to be great front court players for us. Obviously the twins are back. They had a monster season last year. Uh, Jacob kind of more of a lead guard for us, six five, six six, lefty. Um, you know, Jacob's a, a special one because he's one of the few guys in the country, I think, that defensively he's so good yeah. and he can take your best player out of a game. But also, uniquely, he can still score 25. And some it's it's rare that you have a kid that can go both ways and be exceptional. But he is. He's special in that. You know, Kate is a, a, an unbelievable athlete, and just him in transition for us is is just is deadly. And so the more we can get Kate out in the open floor, just to show his skill set, you know, Wadding obviously, Mister Do Everything, um, and then you know the guard play we have now has been so steady. Carter is just 
he is everything that we need him to be. He's tough nose, handles the ball, makes shots. You know, he's so relentless defensively. Bryson Graver's best passer I've been around. He just he knows where to get the ball, when to get it there. And then, you know, some other guys like Brett Sikafus for us is just had a tremendous yeah. summer. And he's probably our best uh, best shooter that we have on the floor. And so, you know, he's a guy, too, that we're going to count on to, you know, if we need him to play some minutes and, and we feel confident that he can do that. And so, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun year. You said you said that uh, you got a, these older kids. They've been with us now for three and four years. Now we've got eight guys who are either juniors or seniors. Um, I don't have a sophomore on my on my team this year. Um, and then we have a couple freshmen coming in that are super talented, you know, that are, that's what we want. We want you want your freshmen to push your older kids and make sure your older kids don't get complacent and yeah. just OK with this is their spot. And, you know, we got two, three kids coming in that are, are really talented that are going to push our guys to get on the floor. You know, Ian Rosh is a kid from local here. He was the first Indian All-Star that we've been able to get out of high school and not transfer in. So, you know, he's one of the 12 so-called 12 best players in the state of Indiana. Um, that's a big deal. And to land one of those guys, Gage Sefton, kid from Fort Wayne, is just a, a monster. He's a 6'4 power guard. Um, see a lot of point guard leadership mentality in him. Um, and then Caleb Harold is super skilled. He's 6'5. You know, Charlie Warner played for us. Um, a while yeah. ago, and and I know you were going to ask a question. You know, we brought him back as an assistant coach as well to help our guys, and and Caleb kind of reminds me a little bit of what Charlie Warner was. Um, so it's it's going to be it's going to be a great year. We are not taking it for granted. One thing we talked about um, in the locker room just with us coaches the other day. I spend so much time telling these guys, don't look forward, don't look forward, don't look forward. Like enjoy and embrace <laughs> the moment. Exactly. Because you, you, it goes so fast, right? And I told our coaches, man, we got to listen to ourselves too. Like, let's enjoy, let's enjoy what we have because this team's going to be super talented. This team's obviously going to win a lot of basketball games, but this team is special, and the locker room is so neat that I want to enjoy it as well. So that's what we're looking forward to is just the day by day, just the journey that we're going to go on with these guys is going to be a blast. You know, you, you have a very, very talented lineup, top to bottom. Uh, I think you already know this. A lot of fans already know this, that, uh, you know, Jake Wadding is a guy I really enjoy watching. I think he solves a, a lot of matchup problems for you. He's he's kind of like a potato. He can go with any dish. I mean, and he's a he's a tough guy. He doesn't take, he doesn't take anything off anybody. I really like his game. Well, Jake's the one guy, I think you nailed it, is it's nice having guys that you can put out there with anybody. And he's the one guy where you literally just you can put four guys around him and it doesn't matter what four. You can't say that about every other player. Like, you know, some guys match up better with other guys. Right. Jake just does everything that, you know, he's one of my favorite players in the country um, is is the guard uh, for College of Idaho, the O'Neill kid. Is that right? Last name O'Neill. Uh, Jake O'Neill. Yeah, he's a lot like Jake O'Neill. Yep. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like I look compare at him all the time. Yeah. And like man, that kid, I don't care what people say. He's one of the best players in the, in the nation. He is so good at so many things that if I'm drafting a team and I'm trying to figure out who do I want on my roster, like I'm picking guys like Jake O'Neill and Jake Wadding because you can build around those guys and they win games. And at the end of the day, you know, we get caught up in a lot of other things like what wins basketball games and Jake Wadding wins basketball games. Yep. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I've made that comparison with uh, Wadding and uh, O'Neill many times. They remind, I've watched them both play a lot. And I, I think they play a, a very similar game. You know, sure. uh, before I let you go, you I know that uh, Jordan's there in the room with you, but I mean, you got to talk about your your staff. I think you have one of the, and I always make people mad when I say this, but I think you have one of the top staffs in the country uh, with Jordan and Steven, and, and now you brought Charlie Warner over who, man, that guy could. But, you know, just talk about your staff and what they contribute. Well, when you have an idiot as a head coach, then it's, <laughs> it's a goal to bring in as many smart people as you can. Uh, no, I when people ask, and I will, I will stick to my guns forever with this. The number one characteristic you can have in an assistant coach is loyalty. And if, if you have loyalty, then the other stuff can come into play. If you don't have loyalty, then how good you are at recruiting and X's and O's, like that stuff essentially doesn't matter because there's other problems that arise. So, you know, Jordan and I are very different. I'll tell you this, like we're very different on how we approach things. Um, but our our foundation and the goal we're trying to get to is the same. And I appreciate that because Jordan's one of the few people that will look at me and say, hey, I don't think that's right. I think this is right. And you need those guys. Like, I don't need everybody telling me that I'm right all the time. I need someone to challenge me. And Jordan's, Jordan does that really, really well. Steven is kind of the optimistic <laughs> version of both of us he's just he's always looking for you know the the positives and everything and he's such a good he's so analytical that steven kind of looks more deeper into the numbers um and then to bring a guy like charlie on and you know you know peyton kelly was a manager for us last year and he's going to help us with basketball ops as well but charlie charlie's very much like steven where he's a he's a relationship guy first and foremost but he's so loyal and he's a great basketball guy so everything that like i'm talking about in our locker room and our meetings and stuff like he's gone through and he's experienced and and that to me is the most important thing that you know, like today I get a, I get to jump in the car and he's going to come with me for our first little mini recruiting trip here. And just to, to get him in front of players and have him talk about his experience with me and with Grace Basketball, that's what you want, right? Because that sells your program. And guys who lived it and walked in those shoes, like it's coming from them. So that's going to be huge for us. And again, I don't know at this point, I'm not sure what I do anymore. I, I'm starting to <laughs> try to figure out what my role is in this whole thing. But again, I'll just keep being the idiot head coach and let these guys win us a bunch of games. <laughs> Scott, before you hang up, I sent you a picture last night of some kid at Columbia city high school. Uh, what year were you? I'm going to put that on the video when people watch this, if you're uh, just listening on the podcast, you got to go over and get the video so everybody can see uh, Scott's picture in high school. What year were yeah, you? Yeah, that was. Uh, th- thanks for that. That was my that was my senior year, two thousand and four, Columbia City. Uh, great picture, by the way. That was, that was about twenty five minutes after we lost the state finals to some random guys named uh, Greg Oden and Mike Conley and, oh. and company. So we were obviously I was in a great mood. You probably won't recognize me because I've got great flowing locks. My hair was fantastic. <laughs> um, but then I got into this profession of coaching, and it's no longer so. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's me and my twin brother, Marcus, and then Doug Sheckler was an all American He played at Huntington university, uh, on our far left there. And just a special time, man. That's Marcus in the middle. Marcus in the middle, believe it or not. I, you know, I thought, you know, I thought it looked like Matt, but I knew that Matt's age was too far away till you guys have played together, but it's Marcus. Okay. 
Yeah, Matt, Matt's the old guy, man. He's six years older than Marcus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yep. State finals. That that was a uh, that was a special time. It was. I know you can't see it on my face. I'm disappointed, but I'm disappointed because it was over. I, more than disappointed that you know we got beat by a great team. Yeah. It kind of hits you, and that's kind of what we come back to with with this full circle here in college. Is four years goes by really fast, yeah. and I think as coaches too we can always be looking forward to what's the next thing. What's, what's the greener grass? What's, what's this, what's that. And I think if you ask me, Hey, what's different about you coaching now than when you started with coach K back in, you know, 2012 or whatever, it's, it's that it's, it's, I am enjoying the day by day more than I ever have. And, you know, the winning and losing and, and that stuff kind of takes care of itself, but the moments you know, the moments in France, the the bus rides, the opportunities we have, the one-on-one with our kids. We're getting ready to take our retreat this weekend, and we're going to the lake up here on Wallacee. And it's just going to be us with our, our 15 guys and coaches, and we're just going to you know talk faith, talk basketball, talk family, talk life. And that that's something that I, I cherish more than anything. Well, Scott, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy guy getting ready for the season. I'll see you in November right after you're coming off your uh, Purdue victory. I uh, can't yeah. wait to see you in Klamath Falls uh, so we can celebrate that Purdue victory together. Sounds good. I'm okay with uh, not beating the Boilermakers if I can figure out how to how to beat the uh, Hustling Owls, man. That's, uh, that's my concern. <laughs> uh, somehow I think you'll come in with a plan. Just guessing. That's what my assistants are for, buddy. <laughs> That's uh, that's Scott. Thank you very much, Scott. That's Scott Moore. He's head men's basketball coach at uh, Grace Lancer Basketball. Thank you, Scott. Billy, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thank you very much to uh, Coach Scott Moore at Grace uh, for giving us the time. Thank you to the uh, Grace family uh, for following Cascade Hoops. Uh, Been great supporters of this program, as has everybody in the Crossroads. I really appreciate uh, all the fans out of that conference, but I especially appreciate one special Grace fan who has more sports knowledge than anybody I ever know, and he's continually working and learning. And Clint Dog, thank you very much for uh, being a, a fan and supporting Grace Lancer Athletics. Thank you. Thank you very much for supporting our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Get out to your local NAI school because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.